Nevada copper is a special asset out there and investors really need to be looking at it closely. Uh, when you look at investment profiles and you look at other companies out there, I, I, I think we're really unique in the space and uh, people need to pay attention. Joining us for a conversation is Randy Buffington, the CEO of Nevada Copper. Mr. Buffington, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Maurice. It's a pleasure to have you join us today as we get up to date on the latest exciting developments on Nevada Copper, hosting the flagship Pumpkin Hollow Project located in the world's top rated mining jurisdiction. Before we begin, Mr. Buffington, please introduce us to Nevada Copper and the opportunity the company presents to shareholders. Yeah, Maurice, I, I, when you, you look at Nevada Copper, you, you know, there's there's several of things that really stand out. Um, you know, the first one just being the, the, the timing with the current uh, copper price and the long-term uh, copper price outlook. Um, the second part of that is the jurisdiction. There's not a better place to, to do business than Nevada. It's a mining uh, state uh, and it has been for a long time and will continue to be that way. Um, the, when you look a little bit further, uh, you know, this... Pumpkin Hollow is one of the first or is the first uh, U.S. copper producer in, in more than a decade. And, and that's uh, significant when you look out and you look at the inventories and supp- supplies and, uh, um, you know, you couple with that with uh, a lot of our big copper producers around the world have uh, some long life uh, assets out there. And then when you look a little bit further at the asset in itself, you know, there's really um, a lot of upside to the project. You have the underground, uh, which is ramping up. You have the open pit, which uh, is is quite impressive uh, just to look at it uh, on the basis, which in the public data that's out there, you know, you're looking at a district that's, um, you know, 60 plus billion pounds of copper uh, that's sitting out here. And then all of the assets that are at the Pumpkin Hollow with with the consolidated land package have a very significant exploration upside. There's a lot of new geophysics out here. Some of the first uh, new geophysics has been done since the 60s in this project. Um, so there's a lot of upside to both the underground and the open pit. And as we look at the underground, as it ramps up and the development gets in place, it really gives us, uh, you know, we now have a platform to start to look at the upside in, in real time and develop that upside in the, uh, the underground as well. The open pit is ready for a new feasibility and it's ready to move that forward. Uh, it's it's permitted, right? And and that's that's really significant when you look at uh, operations. There there's other assets out there, but having a large, long life permitted asset in Nevada is, is very unique to um, shareholders. Absolutely. Now, before we get into the value proposition a little bit further, you recently became the CEO of Nevada Copper. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to join Nevada Copper as the CEO. Well, I'm, I'm a Nevada resident. Uh, I was uh, born and raised in, in Nevada, Nevada's home. Um, grew up in, in, in the ranching industry here. My family's uh, been in Nevada since the late 1800s, so this is home. Um, I've, I've been in the mining industry for, you know, approaching 40 years, and I've uh, been around the world uh, and, and had that real unique opportunity that, that 
uh, you know, a lot of us only get by being in the mining industry. And I've worked for some really great companies, started my career with uh, an, an old company, Cominco American, uh, transitioned from there into another great company, Placer Dome. And uh, from there, uh, Barrick and had the opportunity to work at, uh, you know, some world-class assets uh, and start some assets for them. Gold Strike uh, spent some time in Africa and, uh, you know, as well as working for Core and uh, Core Mining, um, Highcroft Mining as the CEO. And then, uh, you know, I took the opportunity to retire uh, about 15 months ago, um, left Highcroft as a CEO and decided to uh, stay at home and uh, see my wife and play with my grandchildren. And uh, I, I, at the time I retired, Stephen, uh, the, the chairman of uh, Nevada Copper, reached out to me and asked me if I was ready to come to work. And it was about 48 hours after I retired and said, no, no, thanks, but uh, <laughs> you know, good asset. And, and uh, I wish you luck. And about four to five weeks ago, he reached out to me again. And I took a real deep look at uh, Nevada Copper, uh, spent a few weeks going through it, came to the site and uh, you know was able to meet some of the board uh well I, I was able to talk to all of the board and uh, to really get a deeper look at the asset and what was going on out here and you know it's uh coming out of retirement uh you want something that's special and you want something that uh you know it's not that we don't have challenges every operation has challenges and especially one that's ramping up but it, you know just to, to to build an asset in nevada which is home but to build something at this quality uh, intrigued me to come out of that so it you know it has all the earmarks it has the open pit it has the underground it has the expansion potential it's in the right community it's got community support and uh, it's got a great board and it's got a great shareholder base. So, um, you know, officially, this, I'm working on my second week, but uh, officially I, I took that opportunity and uh, I look forward to it and I look forward to the challenges. Speaking of challenges, it's been a challenging ramp up for Nevada Copper with quite a high CEO turnover. What have been the greatest challenges others have faced and what will you do differently? You know, I know a lot of the CEOs that have came through here, and I, I, I actually feel quite uh, blessed to follow them uh, onto the site. Um, you know, some talented people in this business. Uh, you know, we've there's a lot of challenges in this business, and if you look at the the, the mining as a whole, and not specific to copper, uh, we have a tendency to be really good at a few things and uh you, you know that last 10 percent, 90 percent of building an operation is the, is is typically the easiest we you know we can move dirt we can pour concrete we can stand steel up uh, but that last 10 percent to transition from a construction Mm-hmm. to a producing mine more often than not that last 10 percent we struggle to get that right and, and that's a it's a cultural shift it's a people shift um and and uh it's it's you got to put processes in place and you've got to put detailed uh planning and and uh, a planning that that in, is inclusive of all of the the planning uh tiers 
I, I think the work, you know, what's really been done different, Mike Brown stepped in as the CEO and came to site. Mike is a talented guy with a lot of experience. And what he really did is he he started the foundation of getting the the, the planning framework, uh, the constraints all mapped up and mapped out on what's going to keep us and what's going to keep from surprising people going forward. Um, you know, we got those, he's got those all out in place right now. They're all planned and we've got, we've changed, uh, we've brought in some really talented people that do this for a living, uh, both as employees and contractors. So, you, you know, that's really the, the approach that, that I have is making sure that we got the right people and making sure that we have the planning and systems in place and making sure that we're looking far enough down the road that we can minimize surprises. You know, we, we, we can't take back pumpkin pumpkin hollow was faced with, uh, you know, COVID hit him really hard because of the ramp up. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was just one of those things. If you talk about a perfect storm, this was one of them where, um, you know, you were trying to ramp up, you were bringing a lot of people in, uh, vendors, suppliers, employees that were transitioning. And then all of a sudden we woke up one day and the hotels were shut down and you couldn't get a meal and people went home. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're past, we're past that right now. The communities have, have embraced, uh, uh, the ramp up and the startup and are supporting us well. And, um, uh, you know, that's, that's behind us. So now it's planning and execution. And speaking of transition, you referenced that a couple of times here. These are exceptional markets for copper producers. When do you expect to see the company cash flow positive? And when do you see the company reaching commercial production? Yeah, we, we, we recently uh, released the ramp up schedule, uh, the, the plan. Uh, so it's been released out there. Uh, I haven't seen anything. It still holds tr true. We're, we're targeting free cash flow by early uh, next year. And then steady state by mid-year, moving into third quarter in the late part of the year. Um, you know that's that that's out there. I haven't seen anything that changes changes that. But you know, given this is my second week, I've taken a deep look at that, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll review those constraints. And you know, typically with constraints, there becomes opportunities to look at those plans as well. Uh, but but uh, I, I I think we're still on track, given uh, that you know the two major hurdles that we had uh, are behind us right now. Which one was COVID, and the other one was the dike crossing. And what is the critical path to realize commercial production? So, so when I step back and I look at the work that's been done, there's really a couple of things that have to happen. Um, you know, with an underground mine, your, your, your flexibility to deliver ore tons to the surface is really about development. So catching that development back up. And in order to do that, uh, you know, it's it's really about getting the getting people in here and getting them mobilized back to the site to support the maintenance. Uh, the, the the we we've got to provide the miners with um, enough operating hours to get that, and we're starting to see those improvements right now. The productivity rates are coming back up, so you know it's people. And then it's getting uh, the skilled labor back into the mine site to support the, the ramp up. And then outside of that, uh, as we move into the larger stopes, it's uh, finishing the, the, the final commissioning of the pace plant. As we move into these big stopes, we need the pace plant uh, uh, available and ready to run so we can turn these ore stopes up over quickly. And, and move from one to the other and continue to build that. The, the pace plan is built, the pace plan has been run. It just needs to be fu uh, fully commissioned. Now with positive cash flow months away, 
How is the company's balance sheet, and is there enough cash to complete the ramp-up? Yeah, I, I think everybody's seen the, the balance sheet improvements that were announced uh, in the KFW and Paula. With those uh, restructuring, we currently have uh, $41 million, which we believe is enough to, to, for the ramp-up. You know, I'm an operator, so you never have enough money in the bank. But uh, right now, I, I, don't, I don't see any reason that, that, that we shouldn't be able to get that. And, and you, you know, we have such strong, strong support from Paula um, and KFW. I, I don't believe that uh, we have any issues moving forward. But right right now, $41 million is what we, uh, we have enough, and I think that's sufficient to get through this. Now, the market is focused on the ramp-up of the underground mine, and rightfully so. Can you share your thoughts on the open pit and its prospects and timing? Yeah, you know, the, the, the open pit, if you if you go back and look at the PFS, there's uh, it, it, the open pit resources uh, was done at a, at, a, at a lower copper price than what we see today and what we look at for long term. But, you know, you're looking at, uh, you know, a resource that's 50 or 5 billion plus uh, pounds of copper in the open pit. And that resource is understated based on the geology, geology geophysics. Uh, we have a large portion of uh, inferred that a little bit of exploration uh, pulls into there. And then, um, you know, a lot of upside. It's fully permitted. Uh, the mill is firm fully permitted at 70,000 tons per day. And, you know, it's got it's got good copper grade specifically in the front end of that. And it's going to get better with time. It's going to get uh, better as we focus some exploration. The timing on that is, look, I mean, everybody wants to see the underground work uh, and, and work well. So we need to complete this ramp up and get get the people and get the the underground working so we can move on to the expansion, uh, which is the open pits. So, you know, I, I expect to be moving towards that and setting up uh, the budget and the process to move this to feasibility study and uh, uh, let the market know what the, what really uh, this asset looks like um, as we move into late next year. Now, before we leave the Pumpkin Hollow, multi-layered question, sir. What is the next unanswered question for Nevada Copper? When can we expect a response, and what will determine success? Yeah, you know, it's 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 really. I think the ramp up is well planned. I I think when we look at the underground, in in terms of production and mine life, you know, we 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 talk a lot about five thousand tons per day, but five thousand tons is just another um, milestone that we approach. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of exploration upside. Uh, we know that the underground has been uh, the capitalization on the underground mine is is being deployed so that we can go past that 5,000 tons per day. And we know that the mill can produce much more than the 5,000 tons per day. So I think getting through that 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 uh, that that ceiling that's been put out there at 5,000 tons per day. I think the other thing that you've got to, that you really look at when you look at the uh, the underground is now that we've got the development in place and we can start to deploy uh, drill platforms and really test some of these targets. I think you'll see a substantial upgrade uh, upgrade of the, the the underground resource, the high grade resource that's going to have a significant impact on the mine life. Switching gears, Mr. Buffington, please provide us with the capital structure for Nevada Copper. So 
so um, I'll just go through it real quickly. 18, 185 million shares outstanding. Uh, we're currently at a share price of uh, Canadian 104, $1.04. We have a market capitalization of $200 million uh, Canadian. We currently sit with $130 million in senior debt. And uh, we have cash of $9 million as reported and $41 million available to com- with the Paula credit facility um, to complete the ramp up. And in addition to that, you've uh, finally completed the long anticipated stock reverse split. <laughs> yes. And the market's responding, by the way. Uh, if you look at the share price, the market has been moving here uh, since that's been completed. Sir, last question for you. What did I forget to ask? Well, I, I, I don't think that you had good questions, but uh, I, I think the, the, the well, I, th- I, I think, Maurice, the, the real question is, uh, uh, you know, how do we get everybody watching what we're going to do over the next six months? Because Nevada Copper is a special asset out there and investors really need to be looking at it closely. Uh, when you look at investment profiles and you look at other companies out there, I, I, I think we're really unique in the space and uh, people need to pay attention because uh, we're, we're going to show everybody what the, this uh, little copper company can do as it moves from a small underground to a mid-tier producer with a, a resource that uh, is in the right jurisdiction that nobody uh, is comparable to nobody out there right now. Mr. Buffington, for someone listening that wants to get more information on Nevada Copper, please share the website address. www.nevadacopper.com Mr. Buffington, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, sir. Wishing you you, and Nevada Copper the absolute best, sir. Thank you. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor. 